Sluts and Scholars. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of Sluts and Scholars. We hope you enjoy the episode. Remember that you can follow us and see all of our upcoming news and episodes on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and please email us with your questions and wonderings at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta. And I'm Simone. And this week we are joined by Kimmy and Liza, who host their own podcast called 51 First Dates. Basically, it's a podcast and a dating experiment where basically one friend is helping her single friend by sending her on a date every week. It was inspired by a therapist challenge to go on 50 dates. So basically, Liza and Kimmy just recap Kimmy's date of the week, as well as talking about dating and sex and all that fun stuff. Uh, and they're joining us right now, live from New York. <laughs> Hi. Hi there. Thanks who's for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, we're so happy you're here. Who's, who's therapist? Oh, so it's my therapist. I'm Kimmy. It's my therapist, but fun fact, it used to be both of our therapists. Liza and <laughs> oh I. God. Is that how you met in the waiting room? No, it was a ridiculous story because we were good friends before we realized we had the same therapist. We met in an acting class and the acting teacher like wanted everyone to go to therapy all the time and he would refer people to therapists. Ah. So he referred both of us to the same therapist. And then we found out this fact, like, down the line. And a third friend of ours, who's in Portugal now, um, also saw the same therapist. It's actually the whole reason we have a business. Because we wrote, when we were acting, we wrote an internet web series about it. And it did okay. Um, It was called Psychodrama. And it was all about sharing a therapist with your friends. And that actually started our video production company. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I love that. And I love that therapy brought you together. Yeah, Nicoletta's a therapist. (laughs) Yeah, so I was hoping that, like, your meet cute was, like, in the waiting room of, like, you have anxiety? I have anxiety. Like, (laughs) wait, but I'm curious, though, if you shared the same therapist and you were friends at the same time, was did you ever try to, like, stump the therapist and, like, say something that you knew that your friend would have said but that you had never said to see if they, like, fucked up and didn't remember who had said what? I did not because I love her. Did you? <laughs> I, can, I feel like I did a lot of awkwardly dancing around the fact that I knew that some of my good friends were seeing her. Like, I didn't want to, like, put her on the spot. But I just remember I had a session where I, like, was talking about Kimmy and, like, the work we were doing. And we were writing a fucking web series about, like, being seen with same therapist. And I was, like, trying not to reveal that we were doing that. <laughs> that's so, yeah, because some therapists like, might stop you and be like, that's a conflict of interest. Well, she was like really upset when she found out because she would have never taken us if had she known. It was like a roundabout referral process and we just ended up in this situation. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm also sorry. I just realized I was shouting into the air. You're not <laughs> shouting at all. No, no, no. Please talk uh-huh. loudly. We want our listeners to hear the important <laughs> things you have to say. Uh, but yeah, I it, it was like it's kind of the way I have felt on some of these dates I've gone on where I'm like, do I tell them about the podcast? I'm just like. We were scared to tell her that we knew each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, you know, she was amazing about handling it and just being like, look. How the fuck did she not realize? Like, you would would know? She might have been making some connections. I don't know. I think she realized, like, as she had been seeing all of us, but then didn't want to cut any of us loose. I'm not exactly sure. It's a long time ago. It was a while ago. We were babies. So Um, for people who aren't familiar with the 51 First Dates podcast, can you just give us a little like synopsis of how this got started and and what you're doing with it now? Totally. I mean, you, I feel like you gave a great 
synopsis. You wrote <laughs> it. Yeah, you wrote it. <laughs> oh, fire oh, it. Kimmy wrote it. One of you wrote it. So eloquent. Um, it was really well read, though. Yeah, you read it so well. Thank you. So how did this advice that you need to go on 50 first dates come up? And then when you were like, yes, I'm going to do that insane request. Yeah, sure. So I, this, again, it's Kimmy. I have had the typical New York dating experience. I haven't had a serious relationship in New York um, in my 20s. I've been in... How old are you? Year to 29. Okay. And I've been in year, well, sometimes three months, two a year, two more, oh, two year, like half relationships on and off with people, uh, non-committal people realizing I'm non-committal. I have like a lot of, uh, I've never really, I've dated a lot of people for chunks of time. I've never done a lot of dating at one time. So I tend to take rejection pretty personally. I have some bad habits when... I do. I, oh my God, I kind of forget how this all came up. Basically, she was like, if you go, she actually said a hundred dates, but I was like, no, thank you. And That's I sent the podcast idea and I want to riff off of the Adam Candler. <laughs> you were like, thanks for the advice. I'm going to use it for work. Yeah. Um, but so basically it was like, if you, she was like, if you went on a hundred dates, you would feel so differently about this. You wouldn't take like you, you first of all, wouldn't be hung up on certain people from your past. You wouldn't take everything so personally. You would realize that it's just, when it doesn't work out, it's not always about you. Because I was going through a period of like, why doesn't this guy, why didn't he pick me? Someone I had dated casually, but for a really long time had been really hung up on. Mm-hmm. Who like moved away and got a girlfriend. And then I was like, why not me? You know, oh, I, I, yeah, we all so know that, that feeling. Just get out there and do it. And you'll stop like waiting. I don't know, Liza. What do you think I do? Liza might have a better. I think it's more like, yeah, I think Kimmy like hot was having a big tendency to think that everything that didn't go her way was because of like a design flaw in her. (laughs) One of those things that like any of your friends can be like, no, you're an idiot. You know, like we see our friends do this all the time, like be really hard on themselves. And from the outside, it's really easy to be like, no, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's very hard to come to that yourself and to actually like feel that that isn't, isn't, ill-conceived notion you know like I feel like I see this with friends all the time about so many things about their careers like the way they look I do it to myself Mm -hmm. like especially about like you know like my body and my weight which sucks so fucking boring and basic but you know like um so yeah so I think I could just see a lot of her being like really really hard on herself and like having some pretty like just like fundamentally incorrect ideas about and you and you Liza are in a relationship I am yeah what Um, do you mean uh what do I mean like what kind of relationship (laughs) 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 what do you mean to find relationship it's uh he's he's cooking in the other room right now oh that's a good relationship already okay (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no I've been in a relationship for like four years um and yeah and I've had I've and you had, live together we do live together um and yeah I've had a couple relationships in New York before this one and had and I I like never had a boyfriend at all until I was 22 like I did not have a single boyfriend ever in high school or college by choice um, but still weird for me to like I still feel like a non-relationship person even though like I know objectively like I'm in one um but <laughs> But I feel like I also had some 
in some of my like earlier relationships in New York, I like experienced some of these feelings too, of just like, you know, I think when a relationship isn't good, it's, or isn't healthy or isn't communicative or whatever, it's very easy to like get hung up in incorrect assumptions about yourself and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I just feel like it's a identifiable thing for any lady or person. Mm-hmm. What are some, what are some stereotypes for dating in New York? Because I feel like we definitely have some for LA and I would love to know what it's like to date in New York. Well, isn't the dating, isn't, isn't there like a, a man shortage? Like, uh, like data wise, a- there are 30% more women than men that are eligible. Is that true? Yeah. There, it, there's some sort of it's crazy. 38% in Manhattan. What? And 30% in New York in general. Oh, boy. Well, so, Jesus. Well, um, sorry, did you not know that? <laughs> no, I knew, I knew it was rough. I did not know I that. I knew it was rough. But I even think that, like, because I think it's, like, again, and it's different for gay men. We've had different guests. It's all it's different no matter what. But I think generally in New York, no matter who you are, what we've gathered from our guests and for from us, it's not just the shortage. It's just people in New York are, like, getting after the next thing. They're going after mm. a lot. They're really busy. It's not it's probably easier to get around New York than LA like distance wise, but it's still kind of an insane thing. And there are just a lot of, at least in your twenties, because I weirdly just feel like when I was a little bit younger in my twenties, I would date like older twenties guys. I've I've dated the same age guy for like a long time. I feel like. (laughs) Mm, Um, Interesting. Um, But I feel like there are a lot of, at least like for me as a straight woman dating men and the kind of men I tend to go for a lot of guys with really high power jobs, um, lots of beautiful women in one city, lots of opportunities to go out, lots of things they're going to get, whether that's school or that like giant private equity job, lots of things they're sort of, like sorting out. And I think that the stereotype is just that it's all casual. Like, I mean, ha- that's kind of how it is here too, because there's so many options that I think people always feel like they're having FOMO and they can't really like be in the moment or with the person. So they're looking for the next thing. Like really? you said, yeah. Oh, I don't so have that experience that's, at all here. Whether that's like the next, um, the next date or the next job thing they have to do or the next party, you know, like so if there's one thing that they feel like maybe goes wrong, it seems like people are less likely to work on it and look for the next thing. So I imagine rejections would be high. Hmm. I think also in New York and in LA too, it's a city filled of filled with people who are like, like Kimmy said, chasing like a. I think often like a really lofty career goal. So like I went to school in Chicago. And so a lot of my friends from college are like Midwestern or they like have, have, you know, like stayed in Chicago or like, you know, moved to like their, the towns they grew up in. Like when I see, like, I I feel like a lot of people who I went to college with, with Midwestern or not are like married and have kids now at my age. And Hmm. I don't know anyone my age in New York who has a child and I barely know anyone my age in New York who's married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's very, I just feel like the priorities of like family and marriage, which, and you know, obviously a, that's just not everybody's thing. But I think that in New York and LA, like people tend to be here living in small apartments and, and trying super, mm-hmm. super hard to achieve really crazy career. And goals. you don't like, want to feel like, you don't want to, like, fuck anything up because of a relationship. Like, I know when I first moved to L.A. and I was dating somebody, and I, I moved her to be an actor, and I was dating somebody, and, like, we would get into a fight before an audition. And I was like, this is so not fucking worth it. Because you didn't want it to risk your job? Yeah. 
And I think, and I really feel like that translates to a lot of things. Like a relationship can be super duper fucking amazing, but it also it can be a lot of work. And if you don't have the desire or time to put energy into it, it can be super problematic. But we're not talking about relationships right now. We're going to talk about dates. First dates. Yeah, so walk us through, for people who maybe don't know, and and we're still learning, like, how you're doing it. So walk us through how you set up the dates. Like, is it usually Kimmy choosing? Or, Liza, are you like, okay, let me, like, just pick it for you? Well, the goal is to have Liza kind of curate the dates for me to get me out of my comfort zone. But, like, we also want to be good people to these guys I'm going on dates with. So, like, sometimes Liza goes on my Bumble. Like, she picked out my Los Angeles. I was in L.A. for work. We were in L.A., and she picked out my L.A. date. Um, that was fun, because he was awesome. Was he? Was there a second yeah. date? Um, no, because I left, but, mm-hmm. like, he, there's, next time I'm in L.A., I'll yeah. tell you. It was one of the better, the better yeah, dates. It yeah, was only, and it was date number five, and we're at date 17. But anyway, like, it's just, like, you don't, you know, Liza will pick people out for me, absolutely, and, like, encourage me to go to different places or do an activity on a date, but we're... We're like a no rules podcast, um, just keeping it, yeah, keeping it kind of loose. Um, and we have really awesome listeners who are very understanding. And I think, yeah, but basically, like, however the date can happen on time in order to record, it's kind of how it happens. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so sometimes are you like, I really need to go on a date in the next two hours for for the podcast, and you're like in the subway, and you're like you. I mean, I wish I were brave like that. Actually, we had a weird thing. So I almost had a date on the Today Show. And that was like a time sticking because I had to find the date. So I was accosting people on the apps being like, you have to be cool with doing this. And it's going to be on the Today Show. And there's going to be a dating expert weighing in. But then they picked someone else. Oh, that would have been. Yeah. I wish we could have seen that. That's wonderful. Sounds- would have been Franny. Franny is the dating expert like, on the Today Show. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, Some people had hilarious responses, too, of just like. Uh, yeah, yeah, there were some funny responses. Actually, we haven't talked about it in the podcast yet, but my next date was one of these dates. We went on a regular yeah. date. But anyway. Oh. It's, well, this is going to air after that, so you can talk about it. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I met oh, through that process. I met my last date, and he was he was unique, you know. Through the Today um, Show <laughs> accosting? Sorry? Through the t- what process? The Today Show accosting? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I sent, and he was very skeptical. Oh, no, I can't do that for my career. But, like, he first—he was the first one to agree to it. I don't know. He, it was just interesting. He was a man of many contradictions um, when it came to the Today Show and when it came to our real-life date. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's I haven't actually asked anyone out in person, and now you're going to challenge me to do that. And oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God, Kimmy. That's like the yes. Even I if know. Liza doesn't force you to, Nicoletta and Simone do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll help so you. Bad. I want to pick a date. I want to pick a date for Kimmy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can we, when your episode airs, can we pick a date for you? (laughs) Oh, my God. Sure. Sure. Oh, my God. We know a lot of people in New York. Do you guys know any single hotties in New York? Yes. Fuck yes. Oh, my God. Send me on a date. date. Um, So, Liza, when you're picking out dates for Kimmy, we know you date men. Uh, So, (laughs) what else are you looking for in a potential dater? Or datee? The datee? Partner? The date. <laughs> the person going on the date with yeah. <laughs> I think that, like... Or just someone who will agree. I think always... I mean, it's tricky because, obviously, like, it's Kimmy bantering with them on social media, or on social media, <laughs> on the apps. Yes, I Instagram but, DM all my <laughs> Definitely. But I think that it's, like... To me, I think banter is, like, the strongest indicator of, like, if it's 
going to be a good date. I don't know. I totally agree. And people's jobs, you know. The thing is, I'll just chime in because I don't really like, I think I can banter in person much better than I can on the text or the apps. So I like to get on the date as soon as possible. Same, same. I feel you. Because there's definitely been some people who seem good at banter on apps, and then you meet them, and you're like, who are you? They're, like, very awkward people. And you get attached to people. Like, I remember this one guy I had good banter with, and we never ended up making the date work out, and I felt kind of sad. Yeah, like, that you'll be, like, bantering back and forth for, like, weeks, and then— And then they go away, and you're like, what? we had a relationship, but really you've just been sending messages on Bumble. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I will say that, Liza, though, you have, like— there was I was going out with a lot of, like, MBA— uh, recipients. Like, Wait, did you say NBA, like basketball, or <laughs> NBA finance bros? I'm sorry, but finance. Like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Your masters of. Oh my god, business. I need to know that. <laughs> I think so, but yeah, um, like I think clean, clean cut. You know, successful, uh, like cor- yeah. corporate type gentlemen. Like you were like, no more sailboats in the pictures, please. Like, yeah, I, I, I put a sailboat embargo for a second because, like, all of them have pictures of themselves on sailboats <laughs> wearing, and they're wearing their sperries in there. Yeah, Crokies. totally. Crokies. Totally. And they yeah. Um, and Liza set me up on a date. That was fun. Yeah, totally. Because what did you surprise me with? You can oh, I surprised <laughs> he's he the date that I set Kimmy up with uh is only twenty-four, which I knew, but she didn't did. know that going into it. So I was like Ooh, It's like Ari's like, face when Becca said she's twenty two on The Bachelor. <laughs> we 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 have a like queer women's bachelor viewing group that we oh, watch. Yeah. Do you watch The Bachelor? We uh, sort of do. Sort I of do. I decided that I had to stop this season. So I haven't watched this season, but I've watched the last, like, four, maybe. Okay. I watched, like, three episodes of the last season and started to get it. And then a girl from my high school was on this season, so I watched, like— This season? Yeah. Who? Caroline Lenny. Oh, I she loved got, her. Yeah, She's, like, a little got, gap in her teeth? Um, I guess so, yeah. Maybe She's like Tia. I don't yeah. remember— um, she got kicked off in like a dramatic way by the girl nobody likes. Uh, I also, oh, sorry, I don't, Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually listened to a podcast about it called Bachelor Party. I don't even watch it. I watch a couple of clips sometimes. That's so <laughs> funny. So Kimmy's on the apps. Liza gets involved sometimes, but Kimmy ultimately has the final say or you're like, okay, this is your date this week. This is your date next week and go. I think it's it's more, I mean, it's been tricky. Like I think the idea was really like for me to curate them a lot. But it's just hard because she has to get on a date every single week. And it also was getting it's it's weird for me to be talking to people as Kimmy on an app like that feels dishonest, whatever. Hmm. So sometimes I'll get on and swipe because we live in different neighborhoods. So it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, cool. I'm going to like swipe and then I'll send (laughs) out like her standard opening line, which is pizza or tacos. Um, So I'll get like sometimes start conversations in that way. And yeah, I'm like, but, you know, I've been trying to like look for dudes to set her up with. I work from home, so I, like, don't know any people. All of all of the, like, straight men that I know are, like, people we both know that we've, you know. That so, Kimmy, met. have you committed to going on 51 with different people? Or do you feel like, like, what if you meet somebody along the way and you're like, I really want to be with this person? Yeah, it's funny because some listeners have weighed in being like, you have to do them all. But I don't think that would mean this whole thing is, like, I really am using these guys for content. Right. So if I meet someone, we're going to treat it like Doctor Who. We're going to just recruit the next person to fill my spot. Um, yeah, I, I can see us going, having people with dates in different cities. I like, totally like that you compared it to Doctor Who, but go go on. <laughs> I can't. I, I totally can't take uh, one of our guests did and he, he can take um, credit for that. But I thought that was a good a good representation. But 
Yeah, I mean, because what's the point, right? If I'm going uh, now, there have been multiple people who have found out about the podcast, who have told about it, who have gone on more than one date with, who I've dated, like who I've liked. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm at date 17 now, and I'm starting to deal with that more. Like, if it happens, I kind of have to be open to it because that's a little bit the point. The point is not just to find a boyfriend; it was to get back out there. But it was like. I don't, if I find someone, I want to be able to be with them, you know? So yeah. how, what's the most number of dates you've gone on with a person that you've met through this experiment? Uh, seven, I would say. Whoa. And are you going to go on date eight? Um, no, that fizzled because I don't know why. He won't be listening to this. Yeah. It why just fizzle? Started, uh, we didn't. Like, this is TMI, but I haven't slept with any of these guys. And Ugh, That was my next yeah, question, that's so that's we were not ask. TMI. Yeah, our our physical chemistry, though, when we were, like, made out and kind of hooked up, oh, God, this is scary, um, was just, because he knows about the podcast, so I haven't said anything about it there. It was just, like, lacking. And then he went to Asia for, like, 10 days, and he came back, and he was like, I bought you a present, but we hadn't been talking, so I think I think we both just kind of, He's not following up. You know, I was like, sure, let's hang out. We just both have like, like let oh, let's get lunch. lunch and then no lunch. Yeah. If, if he, I think he nobody date, gets lunch, Nicoletta. Yeah. Not in New York. Sorry. He was probably date 10, and I was so pumped about our date from the beginning. Yeah, and that was like the best first date. Probably. He was everything. This guy, the, the, yeah, the not too physical chemistry guy. He was dream um, in life. It was just like the first time actually in my life, like just we didn't have the physical chemistry at all. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. So There's you been, have not yeah. slept with any of them. Is no, I have that be is that like one of the ground rules or you just haven't been attracted to any of them? No, it's it's not. It's something in me where like I struggle sleeping with people soon or without some form of commitment, even though I always end up doing it anyway. Um, but it, it always intimacy for me gets even more murky once I sleep with someone. And I feel like that may have to do with my, just my own relationship to sex. So I've you've been kind been. of intentionally waiting. Yeah, I am. And just the fact that like, because there's another guy I've been seeing a lot of. We're probably, we've been hung out at least six times. I don't know. And um, the kissing is and, good with this one? Yeah, I would like to. But like, I'm also, he knows about the podcast. He, I just, it feels a little, I mean, people date and fuck multiple people all the time in New York. But for me, it just feels I don't know. I think it's, I mean, we've talked about this a, a decent amount on the pod. Like, I think it's just not your thing. Yeah. You know, like, I think that- Which is totally what's, fine. Sorry, what's not your thing? To multiple people. Yeah, just sleeping, like, just being able to have sex without um, getting attached. Yeah, right. like, I think you enjoy being sexual with someone more yes. when you know them and are connected with yes. them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. some people like being sexual with, like, just for the sake of being sexual, which is also fine, you yeah. know? And, and I think that- for you, it's like you prefer to be like um, connected with someone, mm-hmm. like in in personality, and it, like you like to have a relationship established before it's like enjoyable for you to be. Sexual. But are we talking about like naked stuff, or like what about even like grabbing his dick over the pants a little bit? Oh no, I like <laughs> I like hooked up with. Uh, Got it. This one. So yeah. it's more about yeah. like naked in bed, maybe penetrative sex stuff. It's just the actual having of the sex. Um, Oh, yeah, because we have a thing. We don't we don't refer to like just penis and vagina as just sex. Oh, like lots of things right. are sex because we're trying to like step away from 
penetration as being there's what so many sex other is because things that we mostly prefer. Yeah, and because like only like eighteen percent of women come there from penetration. Um, so we're trying to shift the paradigm. We're on that. We're talking the P and P and the V. We're talking P and V for now has not happened. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about how much I feel like sharing too. Sorry, I didn't oh no, mean to, totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I have not had any P and V sex. I <laughs> how how have the guys responded when you've told tell them, them yeah. about the pot? Like, do you tell every date, or do you like just decide like if you see them again, then you're going to tell them? We have a three date rule, which I haven't always followed. Actually, I've that's never so funny. Said- that's like some people's sex rule, like the three date rule, yeah. <laughs> the podcast three date rule. That is actually really funny. That is funny. The three date rule. Yeah. Well, with the first guy went on a lot of dates with actually, because here's the thing. This is why I'm feeling weird because we we don't talk about dates beyond the first date right that's like our other thing we talk about them loosely but like i'm not going in and being like liza i slept with date number 19 you know oh i haven't had that date yet maybe i will yeah um but anyway so uh but this is a different podcast so i'll just break that rule for now Basically, i appreciate like, you breaking the rule i the, the first guy went on a lot of dates with our second date we talked about podcasts so much i had to say something and he was fine with it um he was not as curious as I expected him to be. But the more recent time— oh, I also LAD- think that—I w- I mean, the lack of curiosity, I would explain that by— if I were going on multiple dates with someone and I really liked them and I knew they were still doing a podcast called 51 First Dates and we're going on first dates, I wouldn't necessarily want to know about all of the dates. Although maybe I would. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Yeah. The more recent time it came up was— uh, Oh, my gosh. Liza just has barely heard this story. I haven't even—he uh, said I could talk about it. Basically, it was a date that I showed up on, and I thought I was going to be meeting a different person because I mixed up the numbers. <laughs> and he was number so funny. 13, and we've been hanging out, and he's— Do you know his he, real name, though, or no? Because one time <laughs> I did that, one time I went on a date, and I— And you still had, thought it was the other person? Well, no, I got some guy—I told guy some, some guy to text me from an app, and he texted me, and I never saved the number— and so I just recognized the number. But then at one a certain point, I realized, like, I did not know this person's name. <laughs> and I did not ask him till maybe the end of the date or the second date. I can't remember. You said, hey, can you remind me your I was name? like, I'm so sorry. I don't know your name. <laughs> and I was like, is it Brian? And he was like, it's Derek. <laughs> <laughs> did you hang out again? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know his name for the whole date. You did or um, you did not? about that on the podcast, which I just found out, well, well two times ago when I hung out with him, that he had listened to. Ah! So he had found my, I, I thought I was being stealthy, but he had found like our old web series. He definitely internet stalked me, which is fine. I do it too. Yeah. Um, and then I thought this was hidden from our, our production company, but it's not because I write for Elite Daily part-time and I ha- always love podcasts to promote it. And so he went and he listened to it. And the funniest thing is that the date prior to him was like same job and they're both gingers. So and he thought he it was, was him? It was a terrible date. And he thought that was him for a second. And then he listened to it and found out that I didn't know who he was the whole fucking first date. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but he still so wants to hang out. Right? Yeah. The, funny, the thing that I think is funny is everybody who's found out has been cool, really cool about it. And, the, and, and Kimmy's gone on dates with a couple of people who knew about it in advance like the friend that I sent yeah, her up I with, would think like that would be good friend of hers that she went like like a mm-hmm. college friend of hers that I knew through a, a former yeah. job oh, yeah. she went on a date with and he's like a buddy so he knew about it mm-hmm. um do you feel like people yeah. have acted differently if they know going in 
Maybe, yeah, because I think I just attract different people. Like the t- a lot of those Today Show people then cricketed me on the real date offer yeah. or never like followed up, you uh-huh. know? Like I feel like, but it's also, I mean, I, I the guys who have found out about it or even if they know beforehand have said, I don't think you should tell them because then it becomes a different, um, a whole different experience, right? Like ahead of time. Because then it's like, how, how can you be even close to authentic if you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because if you know someone's going to talk about you on their podcast. Right, right. And we always talk about the men really, really kindly, except for one. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask. We would love to hear some, like, best slash worst, and I know that's, like, subjective, but, um, like, have there been any horror stories, and what are some of the, like, best ones? Mm -hmm. I I already know horror stories. I mean, I really think Kimmy's only been on one, like, bad date and that sucks but it wasn't like we so we do a thing where we have our listeners email email in worst first dates (laughs) and the atrocities that we have heard people go through makes i feel like your worst date seem like fine just annoying like like it seems like a heaven heavenly dream cloud totally Um, i mean what was your worst date though garbage it was just with like a dork who totally like was late then was on both of his phones, his work phone and his regular phone, was telling me not to apply to business school. He had got, was just tell, bossing me around a lot about, like, what I should like, asking me weird questions, like, and then telling me why my answers were wrong. What for weird example. questions? Weird. So weird. this, it was kind of, it, if it was a different situation, it could be a fun date question. It was like, if you could go on a road trip with three people that are alive, who would you choose? And he just, like, shamed me for every one of my choices. And he also made me answer it, like, three in a row, right on the spot. When he had clearly thought of his own answers. so You know okay. why I think he was on his phones? He was looking at his list of questions. Oh, where, <laughs> Maybe where he was, we, yeah, some social anxiety that's happening like there. That's insane. Like, those are great questions, but those where are also I, like— Which phone did I like, save my questions on? <laughs> that's like straight out of Cosmo. <laughs> Actually, my date 17, which we haven't talked about yet, Liza, was pretty fucking weird, too. Um, oh, yeah? He wasn't—yeah, again, I just don't really like when boys tell me what— answers to have to the questions they're asked. Oh, gee, I wonder why. (laughs) I wonder why that fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it always is fun when you're with a dude and you're just like, oh, cool, I'm a projection screen Mm -hmm. for Uh, you. Wait, so Uh, what question did he ask and that you were like, gave a wrong answer to? The road one, three people dead or alive. Because I was like, I don't know, Obama? Like, I just, that's a good one. And then I picked, I forgot who else I picked at this point. I think I said, like, David Bowie. He was like, not John Lennon. It was just, like, dumb Wait, shit. what? Yeah, you're like, this is my fucking road trip, and you're not invited, bro. He was also like, wait, he was, I was like, Obama, and he was like, not Bill Clinton? Not even, <laughs> I was just like, what that thing? Also, he had oh all these God. dead guys, and I was like, you said road trip. I want someone who knows how to drive a car. And he was, like, very impressed by my. Yeah, he had picked, like, all these historic stories. <laughs> who were his? Who were his? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't remember. Like old bro y historic guys. John Lynch. <laughs> bro historic people. Oh my gosh. Like, like he was like not like Louis whatever the craziest Louis or whatever. Louis the sixteenth or some <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> okay. Louis the like got nothing. beheaded. He couldn't help you look at a map or anything. <laughs> you should have asked him like pre beheading. Pre beheading? <laughs> I would totally go on a date with a beheaded person. You totally fucking would. Well, so um, how do you end the ones that you don't like? I feel like I know some people that 
as soon as they're feeling weird, we'll be like, you know what? I, I don't really think this is going anywhere and we'll leave. I know some people who have like snuck like out. Like on the date? Yeah. Who, some oh my who gosh. Snuck I you were saying like if you didn't want to go on a second date, how do you make it clear? But you're well, saying most like. most people I know wait till the end and then they'll be like, sorry, I didn't feel it. But some people will be like, I'm not feeling it halfway through. Like why waste each other's time? I'm going to leave. Wow. I feel like it's one night of your life. And like I've had horrible networking coffees. You know, I think you like the manners. If you agree to go on a date, like. You know, unless something really egregious happens, you should probably just make it through the one drink. You can make up an excuse. Like, there are actually, like, apps that can, like, call your phone. There's a lot of ways you can do it. Um, I think we just talked to, we had an episode on rejection. We talked a lot about, like, honesty being the best policy. But I, I'm lucky in that, like, usually it's been a two-way street. Mm. Ooh, not early. Early, I was getting, like, this from guys who were like, I had so much fun. This was great. I would follow up with. There was one that really got me early on and he was just like I'm sorry I didn't feel it it was like really strange because yeah. he first got text the night up it was like but oh. I appreciate that I think I'm gonna have to send and for example the guy I hung out a lot with I owe him he just seems to have faded off too if he comes back I owe him a complete explanation like I think you should be really clear later in dating but I think on a first date you can totally lie unless you're in a dangerous situation which is a great reason to always have cash on you. So you can throw down cash and leave. So you don't even feel like you have to wait for a bill. Um, we had a girl on an awful Such date, a good right? tip. Yeah. 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 We had a girl write in with her worst first date. Basically, she was out with someone and it slowly became apparent. He was like a horrific racist, like unapologetically. Mm-hmm. And she just threw money on the bar and told him what he was saying was offensive and left. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. the way to handle it. That's absolutely The right. one time I left, which we talked about on an earlier podcast, was when I ended up, I don't know why I did this. I think I was, like, newly single, and we both, like, worked out at the same, like, gym. <laughs> and so we, like, met We met at the gym, and he weighed me and then told me um, what my fat mass whatever was and was, like, saying that I what I needed to do to be more fit. So I, I paid him. I was like, let me just pay you it for the service that I didn't ask for, and then I left. <laughs> Wait, so you had a date at a gym? Okay, it was like, you could you could talk about this on your podcast as, like, my worst date. <laughs> I was, like, newly single out of a shitty relationship, so I was kind of doing the 51 first dates things of just, like, let me just get out there, like, I'm ready, whatever. So it was, like, you know, someone who was, like, a Krav Maga, whatever, personal trainer person, and so we were trying to find a time to meet, and then we both realized we were, like, near, um, that we both worked near this gym that we had both been to, and he did, like, private sessions there. And so we were like, let's, like, like work out together. Like, it was, like, a funny, at least I thought it was a comical thing, and it was very clear that it was, like, a date, and we would hang out after and, like, go grab some food. And I think he was, like, on there maybe looking for clients, like, fitness clients. But it was, like, it was, like, very not, that was not made clear. He wasn't, like, hey, I'm a, you know, fitness instructor. Do you want a session? It was, like, hey, we're going to meet there, and it'll be funny, and then we'll go do something after. Um, And so I get there, and he, like, treats it like a fitness session. (laughs) And I came in, and he was, like, oh, um, so first I'm going to have you get on the scale, (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? Like, I've never had a date weigh me. But I was like, you know, let me give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe he's just being funny. Because I'm like, I don't care about my weight. Like, I'm a curvy girl. I like it. Um, and then he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to go get those, the, like, fat mass, whatever. Do you know those pinchy things that they put on your, oh like, fat? God. Yes, and he went and got the fat pinch 
pictures and I was like, okay, no. And then he was telling me that I like needed to be at a certain weight and this is like where I was and like lecturing me about it. And I was like, listen, this is not working for me. Um, So here's like 20 bucks because obviously you needed a client um, and I'm going to go. And so I left and then he texted, he fucking texted me back. It was like, maybe we could do this again over sushi. <laughs> You're going to pinch my fat over sushi. Yeah, exactly. He'll use chopsticks. Yeah, he'll just use chopsticks and tell me how many <laughs> rice thingies I can eat. Like, fuck off. Oh, my God. That's Damn, terrible. That's awful. That's really bad. Oh, really, my gosh. Yeah. That is so funny. But so speaking of, so some first dates take place at a gym. Some first <laughs> Don't dates, do that. Some first dates take place at a bar. I'm really curious about how you pick the location slash activity of your first dates. Good question. Thank you. Yeah. So a lot of it I tried to treat kind of organically because I, I live in Brooklyn and I really appreciate when like a Ma- Manhattan-dwelling man will come out to Williamsburg. Yeah, that's how you know they're committed. Why are you dating a Manhattan-dwelling yeah, man? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I, we've been, I only accidentally repeated a bar one time. Um, I've done a lot of bars. I've done bowling. I've done, we haven't got din- dinner for states. I have done that. Um we haven't gotten crazy creative because, again, it's this fine line between, like, making, creating content but wanting to treat it, like, organically. Because other people have done wild, I'm going to have a Tinder date in every city things. Like, this has been done before. So we've been trying to keep it really, like, feelings talks. And the premise is just that there's a new date every week. Um, yeah. Where else have I gone? Have I gone anything weird? I feel like the that's, I mean, you did bowling and like a place that had table games and stuff yeah i mean i feel like it's a little hard in new york because there's just nothing to do except for drink (laughs) (laughs) you You could go to the museum of sex that's That's a weird first date you could go to a museum i feel like a museum you could play trivia those are like your ideal first dates yeah trivia's a good idea no they're all good because it's fun it's like you could go to the angelica film center I could. I don't like a movie for a first date. That's but fair. A lot of, like, my second and third and fourth dates have been much cooler. Or, like, I just went to this restaurant. Ooh, yes, I will. But we, we're going to start plugging restaurants and bars, hopefully. So I'm... Ooh! <laughs> them, so, like, I'm working with them a bit. So, but this is not part of that, so I can say this. I went to this restaurant for my brother's birthday called Tokyo Record Bar, and it's, like, a group dining experience. It's tiny. It's really cool. And you basically, like, all pick a song on vinyl, and then they curate a playlist for you it was awesome but I was listening to the girls next to me because I was like oh this is a great date spot but they were talking about how it would be a good date spot but they're like not for a first date because like you it's just a lot going on totally. even though it's fun I feel like when it's warm out the opportunities will expand like I feel like yeah. it could be a nice date to like go to Brooklyn Bridge Park and get a coffee and walk around or go to the flea market you know like stuff yeah. like that I guess like yeah, you guys don't have anything like turtle racing huh Oh my god! Don't get me. You just wanted to get me started on turtle racing. There's so yeah. many good activities in Los Angeles. Um, I know a single guy in. I think he's still single. Um, who I went to high school with, who lives in New York, that owns a restaurant. Maybe I could. That could be your setup. Oh yeah. my god, that would be amazing. And if you would be into it, yeah, that would be great. So, and I'd even do something weird with. Yeah, when people know about it ahead of time, I'm totally willing to like do something weird. Yeah. Do you, so if you're. Um, I'm curious, this is not necessarily about the premise of the podcast, but just dating in general. How do you do about splitting the bill? What if he offers to pay? How do you respond? So I'd love to say that the asker should always pay. Like, as a woman, when I ask them out, I should be the one paying. I always offer. But, or I'd love to say it's always split. But honestly, 
I'm so old school. We talked about this on our pod. I love when a guy just pays for the date. I agree. If, you know, the podcast, though, I pay and put it on our, our company card. I love that you can put it on your company card. That's great. <laughs> Smart. But, um, yeah, like, even this one guy I'm still hanging out with, he keeps insisting on paying. And it's just so cute. Like, I don't know. It's so old school. But I am, like, such a sucker for that. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think you are? It feels very, like, I like paying for things, too. Like, I was at my friend's birthday last night. Like, I opened a tab for a bunch of people. And I like that feeling of being able to just, like, take care of people and have nothing of it. Or, like, when we take our, our company out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's some, like, power in it and being taken care of. And then I'll, like, get the drinks at the bar after or whatever. Um. I think I just think that splitting bills is always always feels a little tacky. I wish I had more money so that I could never even split bills with my friends anymore. But soon, one day, yeah, um, just like pay each other back system. But I don't know. I really don't know because it just feels like this. Like I also feel like there's so much other expensive things and shit that women have to deal with in dating. Not even that you have to. I don't even get manicures. Not like, but like that you're expected. Just, Life is hard for women, so guys can pick up the fucking check. They get paid more anyway. That's kind of how I feel, too. I feel that whoever makes more money should pay. And generally, men make more money, and I will exploit (laughs) the wage gap. You're like, until there is an equal wage. Until we have gender parity in pay. Then they get. Back. I mean, I, I mean, it also depends. Like, if I'm if I'm coming, if I'm very flush for some reason and feeling fancy, I'll pay. Or I agree. If I if you ask, you should definitely offer to pay and be prepared to pay if you're the one who asks and picks the place for sure. But yeah, I think it's an interesting because you're going on so many first dates. You probably experience that like little moment of like, do I whip up my credit card? Do so I? So just kind of wrapping it around to the therapist who initially like suggested this. Do you feel like aside from that it's brought you two together in this podcast and, you know, created a community for that. Do you feel like it's been helpful? Like, has it, has it changed anything for you? Entirely. I feel it's so different. I'm, and I'm actually coming to the realization that like, I'm just maybe, we like to say, Liza came up with this. It's brilliant. Like when you're in, you're open to a relationship, your taxi light is on. When you're not, it's off. It's from Sex in the City. I didn't know. Oh. Oh, yes, Sex in the City. <laughs> but hey, I wouldn't mind the credit. Well, I'm dying, sorry, because an ex reached out to me and was like, that is the most brilliant analogy I've ever heard. So you and feel like your taxi light was off before. Bespoke TV taster. That's not even a way to describe TV taste, but oh my God, that makes me so delighted. Okay. I think so. I think it was Sex in the okay, City. We, I don't think I made up. We have to up. make that okay. about one pod because he listens. Anyway, back to this. Um, I, I feel like I just realized that like, cause now that some things are working out more and I have options, I like, I'm terrified of intimacy. So I've realized that, but also that like, it's just not about me. Like it's just dating. It's really, I feel like I'm looking at things entirely differently. Yeah. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. of rejection in the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about, well, I've, I've gone back to people from my past in my head just because that's a nice way to keep, keep feeling down about yourself. But oh. like. Things are going really well in the experiment right now. They haven't always, like, but I've had some good luck and people who are interested. Um, and I just feel, I don't know, empowered and totally different. But Liza, yeah. we talked about this recently. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's been amazing to see. Like, I've been... Yeah, I was going to ask what it's been like for you to watch, Liza. It's been great. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, I feel like you, you know, Kimmy's, Kimmy's been seeing things 
the way that anyone outside of her has been, like I said at the beginning, has been able to see things for years. But again, like none of us are able to have, I mean, that's a lie. Some very Zen fucking self-actualized people are able to like have, you know, some clear headed thinking about themselves, but most people don't. So Mm -hmm. it's been great to see her realize that like, she is powerful. Like she has a lot of autonomy in dating that she's a catch, you know, like all of those things that like, you know, are easy for me to see, but have been harder for her to see. So that's been awesome. But also like, I've just been, it, I didn't know if this experiment would do anything or not. And it's been cool for me to see. And I've been obsessively recommending it to other friends who like are dating in New York and having a lot of the same struggles. My best friend is having, one of my best friends is having this exact same situation and she's being more resistant to it. But I'm like, go on dates, go on dates, go on dates. Like literally like have taken her hand out of her phone to swipe on her bumble and stuff. Yeah, And cause I think it's so powerful. And like, it's been good. I think it's been good for like me to see that just like just just fucking doing something is better than like not doing it. You know, just being mm-hmm. active in your own destiny. That <laughs> sounds so dramatic. Liza, I, I know your partner's like maybe listening and in the other room. Um, do you ever feel a little jealousy or like a, a twinge of um, I want to do that? Oh, yeah, flurries. remembering. Yeah, the flurries of like missing the dating. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely, I mean, I feel like. Assuming you're monogamous. <laughs> we, uh, we are. Um, I feel like it's that thing of like, um, <laughs> I, I'm like a, so I'm a Gemini. Same. I'm, really? Oh my God. So I'm very like, I really, really crave and seek a lot of comfort while also needing a lot of like stimulation. Oh my God, you just described my fucking life. (laughs) Yeah, we're crazy. I mean, it's like (laughs) we we need equal measures of both and it's very, very hard to find that balance. Yeah, how do you get Um, diversity and the comfort of knowing someone? (laughs) Yeah, so I think like for me, and like this is cheesy, but like I'm, I'm, super really really like happy and in love and so that 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 level having that level of comfort is like really fundamental to like me being okay which is scary to admit because I'm like oh what if it goes away but I think that I definitely but I also really love when I was single and dating I love connecting with people romantically so there are moments where I'm like oh I miss that adventure of like a new thing a new person like having that opportunity like to spark that thing but it's like it's not something that yeah I I I need the comfort more because Mm, that makes sense yeah that makes sense Uh, yeah I think it's so awesome that you like took your therapist's (laughs) advice to heart has she does she know that you're doing this oh yeah she knows everything and she (laughs) because I didn't know if you were still seeing her you know once you realized you were all seeing the same shirt I Liza's not. I, I bet she's listening. You know, if she's listening. I don't know, but I Hi, might. doctor. <laughs> um, well, Hello. yeah. We're so happy to hear this is going so well. I'm about to scroll through my list of Facebook friends who live in New York and yeah. see who I can recommend yes. to go on a date because I would love to offer you up some fan man meat. Yeah, we're so into it. We oh, love man, setups. Awesome. Setups are the new app. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't. No, it's true. Old app. (laughs) No, I think it's true. I do think that like apps are overwhelming, and there's so many people, and you have to banter, and it's so much better for one friend to be like, "You would like each other. You would like each other. Go on a date. Maybe kiss. 
Done. So if people want to listen to more of your adventures, um, where can they find you? Anywhere you get your podcast. Um, and our social media handles will help guide you there if you're not sure. At 51firstdatespod uh, on all the platforms. Mm-hmm. If you've all, we have fun. We have really fun, um, a really fun secret Facebook group. We have a really fun giveaway we're right, going on right now <gasps> for any new listeners. I think the timing will be fine. Um, we're going to send you on a date which is just basically has been mowing you 50 bucks, but you have to give us your first impressions of the date after. So Ooh. people can do it in relationships, not. Um, they, it's just like a subscribe rate review, screenshot it. Yeah, and then we're going to draw. We're going to pick one person, Venmo them. Some, they, they I'll do date. it. Oh, yeah, oh enter. Please. <laughs> super, super fun. Um, yeah, and we have a really, a small but mighty and really involved secret Facebook group where things get a little more personal because it's, it's, it's right. Secret. Yeah. It's yeah. Secret and it's safe. Secret. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, find that secret Facebook group. Facebook group. Uh, you wonderful sluts and scholars listeners have just been listening to Kimmy and Liza from 51 first dates. As always, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're there and you can find us on all the platforms. Instagram is sluts and scholars. Twitter is sluts scholars. And always please email us maybe with your first date stories too at sluts and scholars at gmail.com. Thank you. so much for joining us for another week of sluts and scholars we hope you enjoy the episode remember that you can follow us and see all of our upcoming news and episodes on instagram at sluts and scholars on twitter at slut scholars and please email us with your questions and wonderings at sluts and scholars at gmail.com welcome back to another week of sluts and scholars i'm nicoletta and i'm simone and this week we are joined by kimmy and liza who host their own podcast called 51 first dates Basically, it's a podcast and a dating experiment where basically one friend is helping her single friend by sending her on a date every week. It was inspired by a therapist challenge to go on 50 dates. So basically, Liza and Kimmy just recap Kimmy's date of the week, as well as talking about dating and sex and all that fun stuff. Uh, And they're joining us right now, live from New York. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, we're so happy you're here. Who's, Who's therapist? Oh, so it's my therapist. I'm Kimmy. It's my therapist, but fun fact, it used to be both of our therapists. Liza <laughs> oh and I. God. Is that how you met in the waiting room? No, it was a ridiculous story because we were good friends before we realized we had the same therapist. We met in an acting class and the acting teacher like wanted everyone to go to therapy all the time and he would refer people to therapists. Ah. So he referred both of us to the same therapist. And then we found out this fact, like, down the line. And a third friend of ours, who's in Portugal now, um, also saw the same therapist. It's actually the whole reason we have a business. Because we wrote, when we were acting, we wrote an internet web series about it. And it did okay. Um, It was called Psychodrama. And it was all about sharing a therapist with your friends. And that 
actually started our video production company. So. Oh my God, that's so I funny. I love that. And I love that therapy brought you together. Yeah, Nicolette is a therapist. <laughs> yeah, so I was hoping that like your meet cute was like in the waiting room of like, you have anxiety? I have anxiety. Like, <laughs> Wait, but I'm curious though, if you shared the same therapist and you were friends at the same time, was did you ever try to like stump the therapist and like say something that you knew that your friend would have said, but that you had never said to see if they like fucked up and didn't remember who had said what? I did not because I love her. Did you? <laughs> I, think, I feel like I did a lot of awkwardly dancing around the fact that I knew that some of my good friends were seeing her. Like, I didn't want to, like, put her on the spot. But I just remember I had a session where I, like, was talking about Kimmy and, like, the work we were doing. And we were writing a fucking web series about, like, being seeing the same therapist. And I was, like, trying not to reveal that we were doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, because like, some therapists like, might stop you and be like, that's a conflict of interest. Well, she was, like, really upset when she found out because she would have never taken us if had she known. It was, like, a roundabout referral process, and we just ended up in this situation. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm also – sorry, I just realized I was shouting into the air. You're not <laughs> shouting at all. No, no, no. Please talk loudly. We want our <laughs> listeners to hear the important things you have to say. Uh, but, yeah, I it, it was, like – it's kind of the way I've felt on some of these dates I've gone on where I'm, like, do I tell them about the podcast? I'm just, like – we were scared to tell her that we knew each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, you know, she was amazing about handling it and just being like, look. How the fuck did she not realize? Like you would, would know? She might've been making some connections. I don't know. I think she realized like, as she had been seeing all of us, but then didn't want to cut any of us loose. I'm not exactly sure. A long time ago. It was a while ago. We were babies. So Um, for people who aren't, familiar with the 51 First Dates podcast. Can you just give us a little like synopsis of how this got started and, and what you're doing with it now? Totally. I mean, you. I feel like you gave a great synopsis. You wrote <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, you wrote it. <laughs> oh, I wrote it. Oh, Kimmy wrote it. Right. You wrote it. <laughs> so eloquent. No. Um, it was really well read, though. Yeah, you read it so well. Thank you. Okay, so then... So- how are you doing? Like, tell us how this goes. Like, who but, sets up the dates? I want to hear, like, the details. Wait, before, sorry, cut that question out because we want to get that. I just want to understand, like, how the advice to go on 50 dates came up first. Okay, Can sure. We hit that first. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, how did this advice that you need to go on 50 first dates come up? And then when you were like, yes, I'm going to do that insane request? Yeah, sure. So, I, this, again, it's Kimmy. I have had the typical New York dating experience. I haven't had a serious relationship in New York um, in my 20s. I've been in... How old are you? Year to 29. Okay. And I've been in year... Well, sometimes three months, two a year, two more... Oh, two year, like half relationships on and off with people, uh, non-committal people realizing I'm non-committal. I have like a lot of... Uh, I've never really, I've dated a lot of people for chunks of time. I've never done a lot of dating at one time. So I tend to take rejection pretty personally. I have some bad habits when I do. I Oh my God, I kind of forget how this all came up. Basically, she was like, if you go, she actually said 100 dates, but I was like, no, thank you. And That's I sent the podcast idea and I want to riff off of the Adam Sandler. <laughs> you were like, thanks for the advice. I'm going to use it for work. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, so basically, it was like if you. She was like, if you went on a hundred dates, you would feel so differently about this. You wouldn't take like you. You first of all wouldn't be hung up on certain people from your past. You wouldn't take everything so personally. You would realize that it's just when it doesn't work out, it's not always about you. Because I was going through a period of like, why doesn't this guy 
why didn't he pick me? Someone I had dated casually, but for a really long time had been really hung up on mm-hmm. who like moved away and got a girlfriend. And then I was like, why not me? You know? Oh, I, I, yeah. We all so know that, that feeling. Just, just get out there and do it. And you'll stop like waiting. I don't know, Liza, what do you think I do? Liza might have a better. I think it's more like, yeah, I think Kimmy like hot was having a big tendency to think that everything that didn't go her way was because of like a design flaw in her. (laughs) One of those things that like any of your friends can be like, no, you're an idiot. You know, like we see our friends do this all the time, like be really hard on themselves. And from the outside, it's really easy to be like, no, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's very hard to come to that yourself and to actually like feel that that isn't, isn't, ill-conceived notion you know like I feel like I see this with friends all the time about so many things about their careers like the way they look I do it to myself Mm -hmm. like especially about like you know like my body and my weight which sucks so fucking boring and basic but you know like um so yeah so I think I could just see a lot of her being like really really hard on herself and like having some pretty like just like fundamentally incorrect ideas about and you and you Liza are in a relationship I am yeah what Um, do you mean uh what do I mean like what kind of relationship (laughs) 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 what do you mean to find relationship it's uh he's he's cooking in the other room right now oh that's a good relationship already okay (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no I've been in a relationship for like four years um and yeah and I've had and you live together we do live together um and yeah I've had a couple relationships in New York before this one and had I I like never had a boyfriend at all until I was 22 like I did not have a single boyfriend ever in high school or college by choice Um, but still weird for me to like I still feel like a non-relationship person even though like I know objectively like I'm in one um but (laughs) But I feel like I also had some, in some of my, like, earlier relationships in New York, I, like, experienced some of these feelings, too, of just, like, you know, I think when a relationship isn't good, it's, or isn't healthy, or isn't communicative, or whatever, it's very easy to, like, get hung up in incorrect assumptions about yourself, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I just feel like it's an identifiable thing for any lady or person. Mm -hmm. What are some what are some stereotypes for dating in New York? Because I feel like we definitely have some for LA and I would love to know what it's like to date in New York. Well, isn't the dating isn't isn't there like a, a man shortage? Like uh, like data-wise, a- there are 30% more women than men that are eligible. Is that true? Yeah. There it, there's some sort of It's crazy. 38% in Manhattan. What? And 30% in New York in general. Oh boy! Well, so, Jesus. Well, um, sorry, did you not know that? <laughs> no, I knew, I knew it was rough. I did not know I that. I knew it was rough, but I even think that, like, because I think it's like again, and it's different for gay men. We've had different guests. It's all it's different, no matter what. But I think generally in New York, no matter who you are, what we've gathered from our guests and for from us, it's not just the shortage. It's just people in New York are like getting after the next thing. They're going after mm. a lot. They're really busy. It's not it's probably easier to get around New York than LA like distance wise, but it's still kind of an insane thing. And there are just a lot of, at least in your twenties, cause I weirdly just feel like when I was a little bit younger in my twenties, I would date like older twenties guys. I've, I've dated the same age guy for like a long time. I feel like, <laughs> mm, um, interesting. Really um, but I feel like there are a lot of, at least like for 
me as a straight woman dating men and the kind of men I tend to go for. A lot of guys with really high power jobs, um, lots of beautiful women in one city, lots of opportunities to go out, lots of things they're going to get, whether that's school or that like giant private equity job, lots of things they're sort of, like sorting out. And I think that the stereotype is just that it's all casual. Like I mean, ha- that's kind of how it is here too, because there's so many options that I think people always feel like they're having FOMO and they can't really like be in the moment or with the person. So they're looking for the next thing. Like really? you said. Yeah. Well, I don't so have that experience that's, at all here. Whether that's like the next um, the next date or the next job thing they have to do or the next party, you know, like so if there's one thing that they feel like maybe goes wrong, it seems like people are less likely to work on it and look for the next thing. So I imagine rejections would be high. Hmm. I think also in New York and in LA too, it's a city filled of filled with people who are like, like Kimmy said, chasing like a I think often like a really lofty career goal. So like I went to school in Chicago and so a lot of my friends from college are like Midwestern or they like have, have, you know, like stayed in Chicago or like, you know, moved to like their, the towns they grew up in. Like when I see, like, I I feel like a lot of people who I went to college with, with Midwestern or not are like married and have kids now at my age. And Hmm. I don't know anyone my age in New York who has a child and I barely know anyone my age in New York who's married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's very, I just feel like the priorities of like family and marriage, which, and you know, obviously a, that's just not everybody's thing. But I think that in New York and LA, like people tend to be here living in small apartments and, and trying super, mm-hmm. super hard to achieve really crazy career. And goals. you don't like, want to feel like, you don't want to like fuck anything up because of a relationship. Like I know when I first moved to LA and I was dating somebody and I I moved her to be an actor and I was dating somebody and like we would get into a fight before an audition and I was like this is so not fucking worth it because you didn't want it to risk your job. Yeah. Totally. And I think and I really feel like that translates to a lot of things, like a relationship can be super duper fucking amazing, but it also it can be a lot of work. And if you don't have the desire or time to put energy into it, it can be super problematic. But we're not talking yeah. about relationships right now. We're going to talk about dates. First dates. <laughs> yeah, so walk us through, for people who maybe don't know, and, and we're still learning like how you're doing it. So walk us through how you set up the dates. Like, sure. is it usually Kimmy choosing or Liza? Are you like, okay, let me like just pick it for you? Well, the goal is to have Liza kind of curate the dates for me to get me out of my comfort zone. But like, we also want to be good people to these guys I'm going on dates with. So like, sometimes Liza goes on my Bumble. Like she picked out my Los Angeles. I was in LA for work. We were in LA and she picked out my LA date. Um, that was fun because he was awesome. Was he? Was there a second yeah. date? Um, no, because I left. But mm-hmm. like he, there's... Next time I'm in LA, I'll yeah. tell you. It was one of the better, the better yeah, dates. It yeah, was only, and it was date number five, and we're at date 17. But anyway, like, it's just like, you don't, you know, Liza will pick people out for me, absolutely, and, like, encourage me to go to different places or do an activity on a date. But we're, we're like a no rules podcast, um, just keeping it, yeah, keeping it kind of loose. Um, and we have really awesome listeners who are very understanding. And I think, yeah, but basically, like, however the date can happen on time in order to record it's kind of how it happens so yeah <laughs> so, so sometimes are you like I really need to go on a date in the next two hours it's for, for the podcast and you're like in the subway and you're like you 
I mean, I wish I were brave like that. Actually, we had a weird thing. So I almost had a date on the Today Show. And that was like a time's ticking because I had to find the date. So I was accosting people on the apps being like, you have to be cool with doing this. And it's going to be on the Today Show. And there's going to be a dating expert weighing in. But then they picked someone else. Oh, that would have been. Yeah. All, I wish we could have seen that. That's wonderful. Would have been Franny. Franny is the dating expert like, on the Today Show. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, so it, people had hilarious responses, too, of just like. Uh, yeah, yeah, there were some funny responses. Actually, we haven't talked about it in the podcast yet, but my next date was one of these dates. We went on a regular yeah. date. But anyway. Oh. It's, well, this is going to air after that, so you can talk about it. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I met oh, through that process. I met my last date, and he was he was unique, you know. Through the um, Today Show <laughs> accosting? Sorry? Through the what process? The Today Show accosting? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the guy I, I sent, and he was very skeptical. Oh, no, I can't do that for my career. But, like, he first, he was the first one to agree to it. I don't know. He, it was just interesting. He was a man of many contradictions um, when it came to the Today Show and when it came to our real-life date. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's I haven't actually asked anyone out in person, and now you're going to challenge me to do that. And oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God, Timmy. That's like the yes. Even if Liza doesn't force you to, Nicoletta and Simone do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll help so you. Bad. I want to pick a date. I want to pick a date for Kimmy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can we, when your episode airs, can we pick a date for you? (laughs) Oh, my God. Sure. Sure. Oh, my God. We know a lot of people in New York. Do you guys know any single hotties in New York? Yes. Fuck yes. Oh, my God. Send me on a date. date. Um, So, Liza, when you're picking out dates for Kimmy, we know you date men. Uh, So, what else are you looking for in a potential dater? Or datee? The datee? Partner? The date. <laughs> the person going on the date with yeah. <laughs> I think that, like... Or just someone who will agree. I think always... I mean, it's tricky because, obviously, like, it's Kimmy bantering with them on social media, or on social media, <laughs> on the apps. Yes, I Instagram but, DM all my <laughs> Definitely. But I think that it's, like... To me, I think banter is, like, the strongest indicator of, like, if it's going to be a good date. I don't know. I totally agree. Pictures and people's jobs, you know? The thing is, I'll just chime in because I don't really like... I think I can banter in person much better than I can on the text or the apps. So I like to get on the date as soon as possible. That's so Same, same. I feel you. Because there's definitely been some people who seem good at banter on apps, and then you meet them, and you're like, who are you? They're, like, very awkward people. And you get attached to people. Like, I remember this one guy I had good banter with, and we never ended up making the date work out, and I felt kind of sad. Yeah, like, that you'll be, like, bantering back and forth for, like, weeks, and then— And then they go away, and you're like, well, we had a relationship, but really, you've just been sending messages on Bumble. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I will say that, Liza, though, you have, like, there was—I was going out with a lot of, like, NBA— uh, recipients. Like, Wait, did you say NBA, like basketball, or <laughs> NBA finance bros? I'm sorry, but finance. Like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Masters of, oh my God. Business. I need to know that. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, um, like, I think clean, clean cut, you know, successful, uh, like, cor- yeah. corporate type gentlemen. Like, you were like, no more sailboats in the pictures, please. Like, yeah. I, I, I put a sailboat embargo for a second, because like, all of them have pictures of themselves on sailboats. <laughs> wearing, their- wearing their Sperry's in there. Yeah, totally. Totally. And the bears, yeah. And Liza set me up on a date. That was fun. Yeah, totally. Because what did you surprise me with? Oh, I surprised. (laughs) He's, he, the date that I set Kimmy up with uh, is only 24, which I knew, but she didn't know that going into it. So I was like, It's like Ari's face when Becca said she's 22 on The Bachelor. (laughs) We, 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 we have a like queer women's bachelor viewing group that we watch. Do you watch The Bachelor? 
I sort of do. I I decided that I had to stop this season. So I haven't watched this season, but I've watched the last like four, maybe. Okay. I watched like three episodes of the last season and started to get it. And then a girl from my high school was on this season. So I watched like this season? Yeah. Who? Caroline Lenny. Oh, I she loved got, her. Yeah, she's like a little got, gap in her teeth. Um, I guess so. Yeah, Maybe she's like Tia. I don't remember. Um, she got kicked off in like a dramatic way by the girl nobody likes. Uh, I also oh, sorry, I don't, Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually listened to a podcast about it called Bastard Party. I don't even watch it. I watch a couple of clips sometimes. That's so, so funny. We should also stop. This is going to air oh, in like yeah, weeks. So sorry, this is sorry, so not topical. Yeah. Let's get back to Okay, work. well we love the bachelor. Okay, um, so Liza, you pick so so you're, you're so Kimmy's on the apps. Liza gets involved sometimes, but Kimmy ultimately has the final say or you're like, "Okay, this is your date this week. This is your date next week and go." I think it's it's more, I mean, it's been tricky. Like, I think the idea was really, like, for me to curate them a lot. But it's just hard because she has to get on a date every single week. And it also was getting, it's it's weird for me to be talking to people as Kimmy on an app. Like, that feels dishonest, whatever. Hmm. So sometimes I'll get on and swipe because we live in different neighborhoods. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, I'm going to, like, swipe. And then I'll send <laughs> out, like, her standard opening line, which is pizza or tacos. Um. So I'll get, like, sometimes start conversations in that way. And, yeah, I'm, like, but, you know, I've been trying to, like, look for dudes to set her up with. I work from home, so I, like, don't know any people. All of all of the, like, straight men that I know are, like, people we both know that we've, you know. That I've so, Kimmy, met. have you committed to going on 51 with different people? Or do you feel like, like, what if you meet somebody along the way and you're like, I really want to be with this person? Yeah, it's funny because some listeners have weighed in being like, you have to do them all. but. I don't think that would mean this whole thing is like, I really am using these guys for content, right? So if I meet someone, we're going to treat it like Doctor Who. We're going to just recruit the next person to fill my spot. Um, yeah, I, I can see us going, having people with dates in different cities. I like, totally like that you compared it to Doctor Who, but go go on. <laughs> I can't, I, I totally can't take, uh, one of our guests did and he, he can take um, credit for that. But I thought that was a good, a good representation, but yeah, I mean, because what's the point, right? If I'm going uh, now, there have been multiple people who have found out about the podcast, who have told about it, who have gone on more than one date with, who I've dated, uh, like who I've liked. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm at date 17 now, and I'm starting to deal with that more. Like, if it happens, I kind of have to be open to it because that's a little bit the point. The point is not just to find a boyfriend; it was to get back out there. But it was like. I don't, if I find someone, I want to be able to be with them, you know? So yeah. how, what's the most number of dates you've gone on with a person that you've met through this experiment? Ooh. Uh, seven, I would say. Whoa. And are you going to go on date eight? Um, no, that fizzled because I don't know why. He won't be listening to this. Yeah. It why just did it fizzle? Well, we didn't. Like, this is TMI, but I haven't slept with any of these guys. And Ugh, that was my next yeah, question, that's so that's we were not ask. TMI. Yeah, our our physical chemistry, though, when we were, like, made out and kind of hooked up, oh, God, this is scary, um, was just, because he knows about the podcast, so I haven't said anything about it there. It was just, like, lacking. And then he went to Asia for, like, 10 days, and he came back, and he was like, I bought you a present, but we hadn't been talking. So I think I think we both just kind of... He's not following up. You know, I was like, sure, let's hang out. We just both have like, like let oh, let's get up. lunch and then no lunch. Yeah. If, if he, I think he nobody date, gets lunch, Nicoletta. Yeah. Not in New York. Sorry. He was probably date 10, and I was so pumped about our date from the beginning. Yeah, and that was like the best first date. Probably. He was everything. This guy, the, the, yeah, the not too physical chemistry guy. He was 
dream um, in life. It was just like the first time actually in my life, like just we didn't have the physical chemistry at all. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you have not slept with any of them. Is no, I that be is that like one of the ground rules, or you just haven't been attracted to any of them? No, it's it's not. It's something in me where like I struggle sleeping with people soon or without some form of commitment, even though I always end up doing it anyway. Um, but it, it always intimacy for me gets even more murky once I sleep with someone, and I feel mm. like that may have to do with my just my own relationship to sex. So I've you've never been kind been- of intentionally waiting. Yeah, I am. And just the fact that, like, because there's another guy I've been seeing a lot of. We're probably, we've been hung out at least six times. I don't know. And um, the kissing is and, good with this one? Yeah, I would like to, but, like, I'm also, he knows about the podcast. He, I just, it feels a little, I mean, people date and fuck multiple people all the time in New York. But for me, it just feels, I don't know. I think it's, I mean, we've talked about this oh, a decent amount on the pod, like, I think it's just not your thing. Yeah. You know, like, I think that... Which is totally fine. Sorry, what's not your thing? To multiple people. Yeah, just sleeping, like, just being able to have sex without um, getting attached. Yeah, like, I think you enjoy being sexual with someone more when you know them and are connected with them. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. some people like being sexual with, like, just for the sake of being sexual, which is also fine, you know? And, And I think that for you, it's, like, you prefer to be, like, um, connected with someone... Mm-hmm. Like in in personality and it, like you like to have a relationship established before it's like enjoyable for you to be. Sexual. But are we talking about like naked stuff or like what about even like grabbing his dick over the pants a little bit? Oh no, I like <laughs> I like hooked up with. Got uh, it. This one. So yeah. it's more about yeah. like naked in bed, maybe penetrative sex stuff. It's just the actual having of the sex. Um, oh yeah, because we have a thing we don't we don't refer to like just penis and vagina as just sex. Oh, like, lots of things right. are sex because we're trying to, like, step away from penetration as being there's what so sex many other is. Because things that we mostly prefer. Yeah, and because, mo- like, only, like, 18% of women come no, from no, penetration. No. Um, so we're trying to shift the paradigm we're on that. We're talking the P and P and the V. We're talking P and V for now has not happened. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about how much I feel like sharing, too. Sorry. I didn't oh, no, to- totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, I have not had any P and V sex. I <laughs> how how have the guys responded when you've told tell them, them yeah. about the pot? Like, do you tell every date, or do you like just decide like if you see them again, then you're going to tell them? We have a three date rule, which I haven't always followed. Actually, I've that's never so funny. Said- that's like some people's sex rule, like the three date rule, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast three date rule. That is actually really funny. That is funny. The three date rule. Yeah. Well, with the first guy went on a lot of dates with actually, because here's the thing. This is why I'm feeling weird because we we don't talk about dates beyond the first date right that's like our other thing we talk about them loosely but like i'm not going in being like liza i slept with date number 19 you know oh i haven't had that date yet maybe i will yeah um but anyway so uh but this is a different podcast so i'll just break that rule for now i appreciate you breaking the rule i the, the first guy went on a lot of dates with our second date we talked about podcasts so much i had to say something and he was fine with it um he was not as curious as I expected him to be. But the more recent time— oh, I also LAD- think that, I, w- I mean, the lack of curiosity, I would explain that by if I were going on multiple dates with someone and I really liked them and I knew they were still doing a podcast called 51 First Dates and we're going on first dates, I wouldn't necessarily want to know about all of the dates. Although maybe I would. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Yeah. The more recent time it came up was uh, 
Oh my gosh, Liza just has barely heard this story. I haven't even, uh, he said I could talk about it. Basically, it was a date that I showed up on and I thought I was going to be meeting a different person because I mixed up the numbers. (laughs) So funny. And we've been hanging out and he's... Do you know his real name though or no? Because one time (laughs) I did that, one time I went on a date and I... And you still thought it was the other person? Well, no, I got some guy, I told a guy, some, some guy to text me from an app and he texted me and I never saved the number. And so I just recognized the number. But then at one a certain point, I realized, like, I did not know this person's name. <laughs> and I did not ask him till maybe the end of the date or the second date. I can't remember. You said, hey, can you remind me your name? I was name? like, I'm so sorry. I don't know your name. <laughs> and I was like, is it Brian? And he was like, it's Derek. <laughs> <laughs> did you hang out again? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know his name for the whole date. You did or um, you did not? about that on the podcast, which I just found out, well, well two times ago when I hung out with him, that he had listened to. Ah! So he had found my, I, I thought I was being stealthy, but he had found like our old web series. He definitely internet stalked me, which is fine. I do it too. Yeah. Um, and then I thought this was hidden from our, our production company, but it's not because I write for Elite Daily part-time and I ha- always love podcasts to promote it. And so he went and he listened to it. And the funniest thing is that the date prior to him was like same job and they're both gingers. So and he thought he it was, was him? Terrified. It was a terrible date. And he thought that was him for a second. And then he listened to it and found out that I didn't know who he was the whole fucking first date. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but he still so wants to hang it, out. Right? Yeah. The, funny, the thing that I think is funny is everybody who's found out has been cool, really cool about it. And, the, and, and Kimmy's gone on dates with a couple of people who knew about it in advance like the friend that I sent yeah, her up I with I would think like that would be good friend of hers that she went like like a mm-hmm. college friend of hers that I knew through a, a yeah. former job oh, yeah. she went on a date with and he's like a buddy so he knew about it mm-hmm. um, do you feel like people yeah. have acted differently if they know going in maybe yeah because I think I just attract different people like the t- a lot of those today show people then cricketed me on the real date offer yeah. or never like followed up you uh-huh. know like I feel like but it's also, I mean, I, I the guys who have found out about it, or even if they know beforehand, have said, I don't think you should tell them because then it becomes a different, um, a whole different experience, right? Like ahead of time. Because then it's like, how, how can you be even close to authentic if you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because if you know someone's going to talk about you on their podcast. Right, right. And we always talk about the men really, really kindly. Except for one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. We would love to hear some, like, best slash worst. And I know that's, like, subjective. But, um, like, have there been any horror stories? And what are some of the, like, best ones? Mm-hmm. I feel I like no horror stories. I mean, I really think Kimmy's only been on one, like, bad date. Yes. And that sucks. But it wasn't, like, we, so we do a thing where we have our listeners email email in worst first dates. <laughs> and the yes. just atrocities that we have heard oh people go through makes, I feel like your worst date seem like fine. Just annoying. No, like, like it seems like a heaven, yeah. heavenly dream cloud. Totally. Um, I mean, what like, was your worst date though? Garbage. It was just with like a dork who totally like was late, then was on both of his phones, his work phone and his regular phone was telling me not to apply to business school. He had got, was just tell, bossing me around a lot about like what I should like asking me weird questions. Like, and then telling me why my answers were wrong. What for weird example. questions? Weird. So this, it was kind of, it, if it was a different situation, it could be a fun date question. It was like, 
if you could go on a road trip with three people that are alive, who would you choose? And he just like shamed me for every one of my choices. And he also made me answer it like three in a row, right on the spot when he had clearly thought of his own answers. So you know, I think he was on his phones. He was looking at his list of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was, yeah. Some social anxiety That's happening like there. That's insane. Like, those are great questions, but those are Where also I like— say, Which phone did I like, save my questions on? <laughs> that's like straight out of Cosmo. <laughs> Actually, my date 17, which we haven't talked about yet, Liza, was pretty fucking weird, too. Um, oh, yeah? He wasn't—yeah, again, I just don't really like when boys tell me what answers to have to the questions they're oh, asking. Oh, gee, I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> I wonder why that fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it always is fun when you're with a dude and you're just like, oh, cool, I'm a projection screen mm-hmm. for uh, you. Wait, so uh, what question I, did he ask oh, and that you were like, gave a wrong answer to? All the of road them. one, three people dead or alive. Because I was like, oh, I don't know, Obama? Like, I just, that's a good one. And then I picked, I forgot who else I picked at this one. I think I said like David Bowie. He was like, not John Lennon. It was just like dumb Wait, shit. what? Yeah, you're like, this is my fucking road trip and you're not invited, bro. He was also like, wait, he was, I was like, Obama and he was like not Bill Clinton. Also, he had all these dead guys, and I was like, "You said road trip. I want someone who knows how to drive a car." And he was like very impressed by my. Yeah, he had picked like all these historic. (laughs) Who were his? Who were his? Yeah, Mm. Uh, I don't remember. Like old broy historicy guys. (laughs) Old bro historic people. Oh my gosh! Like he was like not like. Louis, whatever the craziest Louis, or whatever. Louis the 16th or some shit. Like, <laughs> Louis okay. Louis the 16th got beheaded. He couldn't help you look at a map or anything. Not- <laughs> you should have asked him, like, pre-beheading. Pre-beheading? <laughs> I would totally go on a date with a beheaded person. <laughs> you totally fucking would. <laughs> well, so um, how do you end the ones that you don't like? I feel like I know some people that as soon as they're feeling weird, we'll be like, you know what? I, I don't really think this is going anywhere and we'll leave. I know some people who have like snuck like out. Like on the date? Yeah. Who, some oh my who gosh. Snuck I you were saying like, if you didn't want to go on a second date, how do you make it clear? But you're well, saying most like- most people I know wait till the end and then they'll be like, sorry, I didn't feel it. But some people will be like, I'm not feeling it halfway through. Like why waste each other's time? I'm going to leave. Wow. I feel like it's one night of your life. And like, I've had horrible networking coffees. You know, I think you like the manners, if you agree to go on a date, like, you know, unless something really egregious happens, you should probably just make it through the one drink. You can make up an excuse. Like, there are actually, like, apps that can, like, call your phone. There's a lot of ways you can do it. Um, I think we just talked, to, we had an episode on rejection. We talked a lot about, like, honesty being the best policy. But I, I'm lucky in that, like, usually it's been a two-way street. Mm. Ooh, not early. Early, I was getting, like, this from guys who were like, I had so much fun. This was great. I would follow up with. There was one that really got me early on and he was just like I'm sorry I didn't feel it it was like really strange because yeah. he had first it got text the night up it was like but oh. I appreciate that I think I'm gonna have to send and for example the guy I hung out a lot with I owe him he just seems to have faded off too if he comes back I owe him a complete explanation like I think you should be really clear later in dating but I think on a first date you can totally lie unless you're in a dangerous situation which is a great reason to always have cash on you. So you can throw down cash and leave. So you don't even feel like you have to wait for a bill. Um, we had a girl on an awful Such date. Such a good right? tip. Yeah. 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 We had a girl write in with her worst first date. Basically, she was out with someone and it slowly became apparent. He was like a horrific racist, like unapologetically. Mm-hmm. And she just threw money on the bar and told him what he was saying was offensive and left. And I was like, 
Yeah, that's yeah. the way to handle it. That's absolutely The one time I left, which we talked about on an earlier podcast, was when I ended up, I don't know why I did this. I think I was like newly single and we both like worked out at the same like gym. <laughs> and so we like met, we met at the gym and he weighed me and then told me um, what my fat mass, whatever it was, and was like saying that I, what I needed to do to be more fit. So I, I paid him. I was like, let me just pay you it for the service that I didn't ask for, and then I left. Wait, so you had a date at a gym? Okay, it was like, you could you could talk about this on your podcast as, like, my worst date. I was, like, newly single out of a shitty relationship, so I was kind of doing the 51 first dates things of just, like, let me just get out there, like, I'm ready, whatever. So it was, like, you know, someone who was, like, a Krav Maga, whatever, personal trainer person, and so we were trying to find a time to meet, and then we both realized we were, like, near— um, that we both worked near this gym that we had both been to, and he did, like, private sessions there. And so we were like, let's, like, like work out together. Like, it was, like, a funny— I, at least I thought it was a comical thing, and it was very clear that it was, like, a date, and we would hang out after and, like, go grab some food. And I think he was, like, on there maybe looking for clients, like, fitness clients. <laughs> but it was, like— it was like very not that was not made clear. He wasn't like, "Hey, I'm a you know fitness instructor. Do you want a session?" It was like, "Hey, we're gonna meet there and it'll be funny, and then we'll go do something after." Um, and so I get there, and he like treats it like a fitness session. <laughs> and I came in, and he was like, "Oh, um, so first I'm gonna have you get on the scale." And I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> like I've never had a date weigh me." But I was like, "You know, let me give him the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe he's just being funny because I'm like I don't care about my weight. Like I'm a curvy girl. I like it." Um, and then he's like, okay, well now I'm going to go get those, the like fat mass, whatever. Do you know those pinchy things that they put on your like fat? Yes. And he went and got the fat pinchers and I was like, okay, no. And then he was telling me that I like needed to be at a certain weight and this is like where I was and like lecturing me about it. And I was like, listen, this is not working for me. Um, so here's like 20 bucks because obviously you needed a client. Um, and I'm going to go. And so I left. And then he texted, he fucking texted me back. It was like, maybe we could do this again over sushi. <laughs> You're going to pinch my fat over sushi. Yeah, exactly. He'll use chopsticks. Yeah, he'll use chopsticks and tell me how many <laughs> rice thingies I can eat. Like, fuck off. Oh, my God. That's Damn, terrible. That's awful. That's really bad. Oh, really. my gosh. Yeah. That is so funny. But so speaking of, so some first dates take place at a gym. Some first Don't dates, do that. Some first dates take place at a bar. I'm really curious about how you pick the location slash activity of your first dates. Good question. Thank you. Yeah. So a lot of it I try to treat kind of organically because I, I live in Brooklyn and I really appreciate when like a Manhattan-dwelling man will come out to Williamsburg. Yeah, that's how you know they're committed. Why are you dating a yeah, Manhattan-dwelling man? I appreciate that. Um, I, we've been, I only accidentally repeated a bar one time. Um, I've done a lot of bars. I've done bowling. I've done, we haven't got dinner first dates. I have done that. Um, we haven't gotten crazy creative because again, it's this fine line between like making, creating content, but wanting to treat it like organically because other people have done wild. I'm going to have a Tinder date in every city things like this has been done before. So we've been trying to keep it really like feelings talks. And the premise is just that there's a new date every week. Um, yeah, where else have I gone? Have I gone anything weird? I feel like the that's. I mean, you did bowling and like a place that had table games and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a little hard in New York because there's just nothing to do except for drink. <laughs> yeah. You could you know, go I, to the Museum of Sex. That's, that's a true. weird first date. You not could go for to us, a museum. 
I feel like a museum. You could play trivia. Doable. Those are like your ideal first dates. Yeah, trivia's a good idea. No, they're all good because yeah. it's fun. It's like you could just, go to the I, Angelica Film Center. I could. I don't like a movie for a first date. That's but fair. A lot of like my second and third and fourth dates have been much cooler. Or like I just went to this restaurant. Ooh, yes, I will. But we, we're going to start plugging restaurants and bars hopefully. So I'm. Ooh. <laughs> them, so like I'm working with them a bit. So, but this is not part of that. So I can say this. I went to this restaurant for my brother's birthday called Tokyo Record Bar, and it's, like, a group dining experience. It's tiny. It's really cool. And you basically, like, all pick a song on vinyl, and then they curate a playlist for you. It was awesome. But I was listening to the girls next to me because I was like, ooh, this is a great date spot. But they were talking about how it would be a good date spot, but they are like, not for a first date. Because, like, you, mm-hmm. it's just a lot going on, totally. even though it's fun. I feel like when it's warm out, the opportunities will expand. Like, I feel yeah. like it could be a nice date to, like go to Brooklyn Bridge Park and get a coffee and walk around or go to the flea market. You know, like, stuff yeah. like that. I guess, like... Yeah, you guys don't have anything like turtle racing, huh? Oh, my God. Don't get me... You just wanted uh, to get me started on turtle racing. There's so yeah. many good activities in Los Angeles. Um, I know a single guy in... I think he's still single, um, who I went to high school with who lives in New York that owns a restaurant. Maybe I could... That could be your setup. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be amazing. And if you would be into it... Yeah, that would be great. So... And I'd even do something weird with, yeah, when people know about it ahead of time, I'm totally willing to, like, do something weird. Yeah. So if you're, um, I'm curious, this is not necessarily about the premise of the podcast, but just dating in general. How do you do about splitting the bill? What if he offers to pay? How do you respond? So I'd love to say that the asker should always pay. Like, as a woman, when I ask them out, I should be the one paying. I always offer but, or I'd love to say it's always split, but honestly, I'm so old school. We talked about this on our pod. I love when a guy just pays for the date. I agree. You know about the, the podcast, though, I pay and put it on our, our company card. I love that you can put it on your company card. That's great. <laughs> Smart. But, um, yeah, like, even this one guy I'm still hanging out with, he keeps insisting on paying, and it's just so cute. Like, I don't know. It's so old school but I am like such a sucker for that yeah why do you think you are it feels very like I like paying for things too like I was at my friend's birthday last night like I opened a tab for a bunch of people and I like that feeling of being able to just like take care of people and have nothing of it or like when we take our our company out to dinner yeah yeah so I think there's some like power in it and being taken care of and then I'll, like, get the drinks at the bar after or whatever. Um, I think I just think that splitting bills is always always feels a little tacky. I wish I had more money so that I could never even split bills with my friends anymore. But soon, one day. Yeah. Um, just, like, pay each other back system. But I don't know. I really don't know because it just feels like this, like, I also feel like there's so much other expensive things and shit that women have to deal with in dating. Not even that you have to. I don't even get manicures. Not like, but, like. But you're expected. Just, Life is hard for women, so guys can pick up the fucking check. They get paid more anyway. That's kind of how I feel, too. I feel that whoever makes more money should pay. And generally, men make more money, and I will exploit (laughs) the wage gap. You're like, until there is an equal wage. Until we have gender parity in pay. Then they get back. I mean, I, I mean, it also depends. Like, if I'm if I'm coming, if I'm very flush for some reason and feeling fancy, I'll pay. Or I agree. If I if you ask, you should definitely offer to pay and be prepared to pay if you're the one who asks and picks the place for sure. But yeah, I think it's an interesting. 
because you're going on so many first dates, you probably experience that like little moment of like, do I whip up my credit card? Do so I so just kind of wrapping it around to the therapist who initially like suggested this. Do you feel like aside from that it's brought you two together in this podcast and you know created a community for that? Do you feel like it's been helpful? Like has it has it changed anything for you? Entirely. I feel it's so different. I'm and I'm actually coming to the realization that like I'm just maybe we like to say Liza came up with this. It's brilliant. Like when you're in you're open to a relationship, your taxi light is on. When you're not, it's off. It's from Sex in the City. I didn't know. Oh. It oh, yes, Sex in the City. <laughs> but hey, I wouldn't mind the credit. Well, I'm dying, sorry, because an ex reached out to me and was like, that is the most brilliant analogy I've ever heard. So you I feel like your taxi like, light was off before. Bespoke TV taster. That's not even a way to describe TV taste, but oh my God, that makes me so delighted. I okay. think so. I think it was Sex in the okay, City. We, I don't think I made up. We have to make that okay. about on the pod because he listens. Anyway, back to this. Um, I, I feel like I've just realized that like, cause now that some things are working out more and I have options, I like, I'm terrified of intimacy. So I've realized that, but also that like, it's just not about me. Like it's just dating. It's really, I feel like I'm looking at things entirely differently. Yeah. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. of rejection in the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about, well, I've, I've gone back to people from my past in my head just because that's a nice way to keep, keep feeling down about yourself. But oh. like. Things are going really well in the experiment right now. They haven't always, like, but I've had some good luck and people who are interested. Um, and I just feel, I don't know, empowered and totally different. But Liza, yeah. we talked about this recently. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's been amazing to see. Like, I've been... Yeah, I was going to ask what it's been like for you to watch, Liza. It's been great. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, I feel like you, you know, Kimmy's, Kimmy's been seeing things the way that anyone outside of her has been, like I said at the beginning, has been able to see things for years. But again, like none of us are able to have, I mean, that's a lie. Some very Zen fucking self-actualized people are able to like have, you know, some clear headed thinking about themselves, but most people don't. So Mm -hmm. it's been great to see her realize that like, she is powerful. Like she has a lot of autonomy in dating that she's a catch, you know, like all of those things that like, you know, are easy for me to see, but have been harder for her to see. So that's been awesome. But also like, I've just been, it. I didn't know if this experiment would do anything or not. And it's been cool for me to see. And I've been obsessively recommending it to other friends who like are dating in New York and having a lot of the same struggles. My best friend is having, one of my best friends is having this exact same situation and she's being more resistant to it. But I'm like, go on dates, go on dates, go on dates. Like literally like, have taken her hand out of her phone to swipe on her bumble and stuff. Yeah. And cause I think it's so powerful and like, it's been good. I think it's been good for like me to see that just like, just, just fucking doing something is better than like not doing it, you know, just being mm-hmm. active in your own destiny. That <laughs> sounds so dramatic. Liza, Podcast. I know your partner's like maybe listening and in the other room. Um, do you ever feel a little jealousy or like a, a twinge of, um, I want to do that. Oh, yeah, flurries. remembering. Yeah, the flurries of like missing the dating. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely. I mean, I feel like assuming you're monogamous, <laughs> we uh, we are. Um, I feel like it's that thing of like, um, <laughs> I I'm like a so I'm a Gemini. Same. I'm, really? Oh my god. So I'm very like 
I really, really crave and seek a lot of comfort while also needing a lot of like stimulation. Oh my God, you just described my fucking life. (laughs) Yeah, we're crazy. I mean, it's like (laughs) we we need equal measures of both and it's very, very hard to find that balance. Yeah, how do you get Um, diversity and the comfort of knowing someone? (laughs) Yeah, so I think like for me, and like this is cheesy, but like I'm, I'm, super really, really like happy and in love. And so that, that, that level, having that level of comfort is like really fundamental to like me being okay, which is scary to admit. Cause I'm like, Oh, what if it goes away? But I think that I definitely, but I also really love when I was single and dating, I love connecting with people romantically. So there are moments where I'm like, Oh, I miss that adventure of like a new thing, a new person, like having that opportunity, like to spark that, thing but it's like it's not something that yeah I I I need the comfort more because Mm, that makes sense yeah that makes sense Uh, yeah I think it's so awesome that you like took your therapist's advice to heart has she does she know that you're doing this oh yeah she knows everything and she (laughs) because I didn't know if you were still seeing her you know once you realized you were all seeing the same shirt I Liza's not. I, I bet she's listening. You know, if she's listening. I don't know, but I Hi, might. doctor. <laughs> um, well, Hello. yeah. We're so happy to hear this is going so well. I'm about to scroll through my list of Facebook friends who live in New York and yeah. see who I can recommend yes. to go on a date because I would love to offer you up some fan man meat. Yeah, we're so into it. We oh, love man, setups. Awesome. Setups are the new app. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't. No, it's true. Old app. (laughs) No, I think it's true. I do think that like apps are overwhelming, and there's so many people, and you have to banter, and it's so much better for one friend to be like, "You would like each other. You would like each other. Go on a date. Maybe kiss. Done." So, if people want to listen to more of your adventures, um, where can they find you? Anywhere you get your podcast, Um, and our social media handles will help guide you there if you're not sure. At five one first dates pod uh on all the platforms mm-hmm. if you've all we have fun we have really fun um a really fun secret facebook group we have a really fun giveaway we're right going on right now <gasps> for any new listeners i think the timing will be fine um we're gonna send you on a date which is just basically us venmoing you 50 bucks but you have to give us your first impressions of the date after so Ooh. people can do it in relationships not um they, it's just like a subscribe rate review screenshot it yeah and then we're gonna and draw it. we're gonna pick one person Venmo them. Some, they, they I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Oh enter. Please. <laughs> super, super fun. Um, yeah. And we have a really, a small but mighty and really involved secret Facebook group where things get a little more personal. Because it's, it's, it's right? secret. Yeah. It's yeah. secret and safe. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, find that secret Facebook group. Facebook group. Uh, you wonderful sluts and scholars listeners have just been listening to Kimmy and Liza from 51 First States. As always, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're there and you can find us on all the platforms. Instagram is sluts and scholars. Twitter is sluts scholars. And always, please email us, maybe with your first date stories too, at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Thank you. 